What's up, guys? This is Emily, and you're listening to Truly Pod Podcast. So this is episode one of the Truly Pod podcast, and I'm so excited for what God is going to do with this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much for listening, and I pray that God touches you and that you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit today. The other day I was in prayer, and I felt that God was telling me that I don't really know his character enough. So I just went to the beginning of the Gospels, and I figured that I'd study the words that came out of Jesus' mouth. And I saw that in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus calls those who believe in him the salt of the earth. And one thing about salt is that it's a disinfectant. Have you guys ever been to the beach and as soon as you get in the water, all of a sudden you remember that cut you got earlier that day because you feel that burning sensation and that pain that's caused by the salt in the ocean. But you're like, man, I'm not going to let this cut stop me from having a good time. So after a while, the pain stops. This is a result of the salt actually cleaning out that wound. You see, salt dehydrates bacterial cells and kills them. It basically sucks out the infection from the wound. We are the salt of the earth. The Holy Spirit empowers us to heal the sick, both mentally and physically sick. He enables us to cast devils out of people. And we were empowered to bring them the good news that Jesus died for all people's sins so that they may have life and life more abundantly. When God gives us his Holy Spirit, we have the ability to walk in power and set people free. We are anointed. When we bring truth to people and it begins to heal them, it's like that salt that got on that wound. The truth hurts at first. It makes us uncomfortable because we have to stop living in habitual sin. And we have to give God every bit of us. And we don't know how it's going to turn out. It, It can be a bit of a struggle to learn how to trust God. But the truth cleans you from the inside out. The truth sucks out all of the lies the devil has tricked us into believing. The truth takes away those urges you have for habitual sin and makes you crave righteousness and holiness and living a life that pleases God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can get to the Father but through him. And in Luke 9.23, Jesus says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and pick up their cross and follow me. Many people claim to believe in Jesus and follow him, and they use that label of Christian, but don't fully understand what following Jesus means or fully understand who Jesus is. Some of us just go to church every Sunday and honestly think that we're doing enough for God. I mean, you know those people? I know you guys know what I'm talking about. There are people who just read their Bible every night and maybe even have some verses uh, memorized, but... They continue to go to the clubs and they're having sex with someone different every week. It's like, and you're just looking at them like, wait a minute, like what? And if you even like bring it up that like, you know, maybe like, you know, God isn't necessarily pleased with what you're doing. They get extremely defensive because these same people, they flaunt it like, yeah, woo, I'm at the club. Or, you know, yeah, you know, I had sex with him and her and her and her and her. And it's just like, they have zero conviction. I mean, they, and they use that excuse of grace. And they're like, well, well, I can do whatever I want because 
You know, God understands me. I know I'm not perfect. So, you know, I'm just going to keep living in sin because I'm not perfect. And Jesus' grace is going to cover that because, you know, I'm saved by grace. So I can do whatever I want, realistically. People say, yeah, I love Jesus. You know, I love him. And, oh, you don't know your my relationship with him. But they continually, they live in habitual sin and they have absolutely no issue with it. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will follow my commands. People just don't like to be held accountable. So we abuse God's grace and then use it as a pass to live however we'd like. We have zero respect for God because how can you have respect for someone that you don't know? We have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a backstory so that you guys can understand where I'm coming from. So I grew up in the church and at 14 or 15, I just stopped going. Because I was so sick of people lying to me and trying to manipulate me into thinking things that didn't line up with the Bible, which is the book that, you know, they were supposedly following. I mean, they honestly, they made God look so bad. They made him look like some distant deity that you can't reach and he might help you. He might not. Some people he does. Some people he doesn't. Just depends on how he's feeling that day, I guess. And you're just going to have to keep hoping one day that maybe he'll free you from your addiction. One one day he'll heal you from your depression. Maybe, you know, the devil has deceived so many people into thinking living with suicidal thoughts is just something that you're going to have to struggle with your whole life. Too many times Jesus is depicted as some guy that said, oh, well, don't hit people back because that's not nice. And they make it seem as if he's in an arm wrestling match with Satan. And sometimes Satan has like the upper hand and sometimes Jesus has the upper hand. I don't know if you guys have seen that meme, but it's an actual picture as if they're even on the same level. They, they don't depict him as a king who has authority over all works of the devil, which is truly who he is, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit are completely ignored as a whole so many times in church. I mean, we might feel the presence of the Lord for maybe the first like 10, 10 minutes of worship, not even, that's too long, maybe three minutes of worship and immediately boom, okay, cut it out, shut it off because the church follows a schedule, but God has his own schedule. And instead of the church following God's schedule, they kill the move of God because, well, they want to, they want to, they, they want to get out on time, you know, oh, well, I have, I have to do this, this, and this later. So we're going to do 30 minutes of worship. That's it. That's it. Sipper coffee shut up. I'm just going to talk at you. And that's it. That's all we're going to do. If he was moving during worship music, sorry, cut it off because I'm on a time schedule. And for so many people that that moment during worship service, like that's the only time that week that they even get into the presence of God because they just throw God to the side so many times. I know many people, too many people, unfortunately have had the same experiences that I've had but I can tell you that your story doesn't have to be that way and that you can actually have an encounter with the Holy Spirit and be set free in Jesus name. Uh, Around the end of 2019 I was in my bed just chilling and all of a sudden it's like I felt something hit me and I knew that I had to give my life to God and I can't keep living life how I want to which honestly didn't surprise me at all because you know, my, my life hadn't been going so great anyways. So I was like, you know, not even surprised. 
and my demeanor changed instantly. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to drop everything that the Lord doesn't agree with. That's it. I would come to know later that what I was experiencing was the fire of the Holy Ghost. Well, this also meant dropping a boyfriend that I was on and off with for about three years or so. Then I was like, uh, and I was like, man, I don't know. And within a couple minutes, just like that, I blew off God and lost the fire. I wanted to stay in sin and wanted to continue living life by my own desires because I didn't even understand God's character or how much he loved and cared for me and how many blessings he wanted to give me and how I would enjoy the life he had for me so much more than the life that I would ever be able to create for myself because he created me and who knows me more than him. He literally hardwires each and every one of us (laughs) to complete certain tasks, but it's up to us to use those gifts and talents that he's given us to glorify him. And we can even pray. If you guys don't know what exactly, like, uh, that you're good at, which kind of sounds funny, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have a talent for art and I had no clue my entire life till last year. I just started painting and I'm like, wait a minute, this looks good. So I know I kind of went off topic there, but that's going to help somebody. So back to me rejecting God. Um, I'm so thankful that even then God didn't forsake me. He always remembered me and he knew he would come to me again. And fast forward to January of 2020, I came across this guy named Marcus Rogers on my YouTube. And I honestly don't even know how he got to my recommended videos section because, I mean, I was watching nothing Jesus related on YouTube at that time. And I just started to listen to one of his videos. And I don't remember what the video was about at all. But all I remember him saying is that we need to know God for ourselves and not to look to others. And he just kept bringing up the importance of the Holy Spirit and how we need to spend time in prayer and, you know, have a strong prayer life. And he mentioned that, you know, figuratively speaking, we have to put ourselves on our own cross right next to him, right next to Jesus and offer ourselves up to God as a living sacrifice. And just like that, something just clicked and I was like, okay, for real this time, I wanted to walk with anointing. I wanted to walk in power and be able to actually help others because I knew that Jesus was the only one that could change people's situations and that could give them life. I wanted to be used by the Lord. I wanted God to be in control of my life instead of me. You know, I I kept trying to regulate everything by my own strength and everything just kept going down the drain. I was so sick of living life all by chance. I put my pride aside and said, Lord, I can only get so far following my own advice. My life is yours. And guys, that was the best and probably only good decision I'd ever made in my life. Jesus has completely flipped my life right side up. He showed me what he created me to do. He gave me hope when it had been stolen from me many years ago. I mean, he had turned my heart of stone into a heart of flesh. I had so much hatred towards people and I had no clue. I was completely blinded. I was just so miserable, like, ew, gross. Even when I look at pictures of me from, like, before two years ago or even last year, I'm just like, ugh, like, because God has changed me by himself so much for free. It's it's free, guys. Jesus set me free from this constant dark cloud that was over me all the time that nobody could help me remove I just thought, well, I guess I'm just kind of stuck with this, you know? 
friend, let me tell you something. Okay, the joy of the Lord is something that will have you sing. I'm so excited every five minutes. I honestly was starting to like annoy my mom because she's like, Emily, I got it. Just chill out, please. Because I just kept saying I'm so excited. And I actually meant it. I really was. Because when God begins to reveal to you the plans he has for you, you know like, oh my gosh, I was made for this. Like It's, it's almost like that last puzzle piece that when it clicks in, it's like so satisfying because it's like, bro, I mean, this joy is going to have you clapping and jumping up and down at random moments, okay? Just a warning. This is what the joy of the Lord does, <laughs> all right? Sometimes it comes on me so strong, I just start saying, thank you, Jesus, and start, you know, just walking up and down. I mean, this is a fire of the Lord. Like Jeremiah said, he has a fire shut up in his bones. It's like, you know, at certain points, you won't even be able to sit down sometimes because you just get so amped up. It's crazy, honestly. But it's it's crazy in the best way possible. When God begins to reveal to you the authority he has given you through the blood shed on the cross and how you are more than a conqueror, when he reveals to you that you can defeat the works of the devil just as he did like he bought this for you it's the best feeling ever it will change how you view life it will change how you view yourself and most importantly how you view jesus the bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge think about this so many people have no clue that jesus wants to encounter them that 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 holy spirit loves to show up and show out he loves to start breaking out and start healing people he loves to start casting devils out of people. But like so many people don't know this, guys. We perish for a lack of knowledge. There's so many people in bondage that don't need to be, guys. Jesus bought everything for us. Everything. Our healing is already paid for. Everything. But this is where faith comes in, guys. We have to activate our faith and start going and praying over people. If if you guys could see how much like is in you, you guys would be like, wait a minute. And you would be walking around different. Your steps would be different. The way you speak would be different. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy, guys. And I hope, I just pray right now that the Lord gives you this revelation of who you are in him. Not just who you are, you know, Emily, Emily from down the block who just is there. No, who Emily is in Christ Jesus. Who God said that I am. I don't listen to what other people say that I am. I listen to what God says I am. And you can pray that, you know, every day. Just, just, just ask the Lord to show you what he sees you as. Show, show you what he, he thinks about you. This is the true gospel. It's not a message that you change to fit your life. It changes you. The whole gospel is that every work of the devil has been defeated by Jesus, the king of the universe, because of his death on the cross and his resurrection. And guys, check this out. You know what the Bible says? The same spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead is living in those who accept him, in those who are saved, in those who proclaim him as their savior. Do you guys understand how crazy that is? The same spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead is in us. Like that is insane, but it's true. This is the true. This is the truth, guys. This is the truth. Now it's in our own hands. It's in our own hands to activate our faith by proclaiming God's will and his will is found in his word. If you guys want to know what God's will is, 
just read the Bible, you know, search up verses. We're so blessed to have Google now. Just search up a verse, verse about marriage, verse about children, verse about sickness. Have you guys ever heard those people? They're like, well, well, if it's, if it's God's will, then, uh, well, if it's God's will, the cancer will go away. If it, if it's God's will, you know, you'll have children. Oh, you want children? Well, we don't know if, if, if it's in God's will for you. You want you want to be free from addiction? Whoops, if it's in God's will. There are people who talk like that. And every time I just want to be like, what the heck are you talking about? Of course it's God's will that we're healed. <laughs> Jesus did it. It says, by his stripes we are healed. So what does that mean? What does that mean, guys? That we're healed. But the thing is, because we're in a fallen world, we're not in the spiritual realm. And in the spiritual realm, things go very fast, super quick. But in this, in this earthly fallen realm where humans are, we have to wait for things to happen in the spirit realm before they manifest in the, the earthly realm, which can be you know quite annoying sometimes. But this is why we keep pushing on in faith. And how we activate that faith is through our words, what we say. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. The tongue is the rudder of your life. And this is why it's also very important to speak in tongues because you're speaking God's will over your life and over other people's lives. This is why it's so important to watch what you say. Don't just start saying anything. One thing the Lord convicted me of is saying I'm dead all the time. <laughs> when something's really funny, everybody says everybody says it. I'm dead. Oh my gosh. It's taking me out. It's killing me. Watch what you guys say. Watch what you guys say. When you, when you say things like this, you begin to call spirits of death. And spirits of death don't necessarily just kill you. They'll kill your dreams. They'll kill your finances. They'll kill your hope. They kill all your relationships. I mean, terrible stuff. But people, because of a lack of knowledge, they don't know. But I encourage you guys, go teach some people. Spread knowledge. People, there are people who love the truth, but they just don't, they've never heard it before. And this is why it's so important that we teach people, that we go and tell people the good news and we give them knowledge. Come on, guys. Don't don't be like Emily. Don't be like me who was like, who waited so long just to start this podcast. <laughs> don't be like me. Go out and tell people because we're was- you're, you're wasting time, guys. You're wasting time. I mean, I'm preaching to myself here. Go out into the streets. Go out into the, the grocery stores. When you step out in faith, Faith is the currency of heaven. You give the Holy Spirit faith and you're like, Holy Spirit, you got you better do something. You better show up and show out. You got to work. Holy Spirit's like, all right. And then starts working. I mean, guys, wake up call everybody in the middle of the podcast. Just go out and start. Tell everybody, tell your family. Just go have faith, have faith in Jesus. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to make sure that what needs to be done is carried out. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. A cinnamon, cinnamon, guys, come on. And the Lord wants me to speak. I can't even say synonym. Lord. All right. A synonym for deferred is delayed, guys. So many people's hope has been delayed. They used to have hope and then it was delayed and they just lose it, guys. And made their hearts sick. Jesus fulfills our longings. He is the tree of life. 
no thing and no one can ever fulfill that longing that we have. Many of us are still in the world hoping for our lives to like turn out okay. But as we get older, this hope dwindles. And I mean, look around you. It happens so often. Like you even see married couples and they're like, oh, <laughs> you kids love each other now. But <laughs> when you get older, that love just starts to leave. Oh my God. Like what? But it's always people who don't serve the Lord. Always. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy, guys. Guys, look at the world and be like, I don't want to be like them. Because Jesus doesn't want you to be like them either. He's trying to pull people out of the world. Never conform to the world, guys. I'm preaching to myself here. Whether we recognize that we have a longing for Jesus or we just deny it. I mean, it's always going to be there as long as we don't allow Jesus to fill it. This is God's thumbprint on each and every human being. They start to question, is there a God? And those atheists, I don't care what they say. Oh, God's not real. No, you're just saying that to say something. Because, I mean, so all this happened by chance? Get out of my face. Get out of my face. (laughs) Guys, the devil has the world thinking that we came from monkeys. We did not come from monkeys. We were made with a purpose. We are made in the image of God. Jesus loves us. But Satan just tells people this just so that, I I mean, they can just feel worthless. Like they're just a piece of meat. I've heard people say that. Well, you know, the body is just a bunch of chemical reactions. Get out of my face. No, the body is is the flesh, the soul, and the spirit. Like, don't believe the lies of the world. I just encourage you today to rely on Jesus. If we don't give him the permission to work in our lives, work in every aspect of our lives, he can't He can't work in them because we never gave the, the permission. And he doesn't force things on us. We open ourselves up to him. A relationship with God is like a tree. It takes time to see it grow and it takes discipline to take care of it. But then it starts to bear fruit. And this is how we can tell who's following Jesus and who's not. Look at their fruit. What are the things that they say? How do they they view life? How do they view themselves? How do they view other people? Do they love other people? Do they take care of other people? Are they praying for other people? Are they casting devils out of people? Are they healing people? Are they following the the word of God? I encourage you today to just spend 30 minutes to an hour praying every morning. And when you pray, start it off by thanking him and praising him. If you guys want to look it up, there's a verse in the Bible where Jesus gives the disciples the format of how to pray. Just follow that format. So enter, enter his courts with thanksgiving. And when you begin to ask for something, believe that you received it. And as you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you start to get to know him and know who he is. And this is when you'll start to grow and start asking for things in the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. Then because you hang out with him all the time, he's a person. He's just like a person. When you hang out with somebody, you get to know them more. What happens is you start to build a discernment. So you can tell people who are operating in the Holy Spirit and people who are operating in a demonic spirit. And this is just the beginning of your journey with the Lord. 
I'm glad that you chose this path. If you did, you're never going to regret it. You're going to be looking at the times that you weren't safe and be like, oh my God, what the heck? I was an idiot back then. But it's okay because we all make mistakes and God's God can restore lost time. All right, guys, be blessed in Jesus' name. God loves you. I love you, but it don't even matter because Jesus loves you more. <laughs> and I'm so excited to see what God has in store. Um, all right, guys, be blessed. Thank you.